0: This is the way, way where the, the only, only way, way to go, go is to God. God.
1: What's up, family? So I'm super excited about this topic today, and I'm sure Terry is going be fired up to get right into it. Woohoo! Yes, yes. So today we're going to be talking about the reality of being a Christian. And basically what we're going to be sharing is, you know, those misconceptions people have about the Christian faith or what be- some people, like, claim mm-hmm. um, or, like, when someone... When you become
0: a newly Christian as well
1: right and like someone who's claiming to be a christian and what they may not know from not being like a active bible following christian so i hope this is edifying for you all and we know it will be so we Mm -hmm. just decided to jump right into it so first i'm going to be sharing um that you're told when you become a believer you will receive a life of total blessings and riches Mm. in reality there is suffering and battle First, I want to go to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 16, and then I'm going to jump down to 19. It says, But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by His name. So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right. Entrust your lives to the God who created you, for He would never fail you. And then... First Peter chapter five, verses nine through 10 reads, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore support and strengthen you and he will place you on a firm foundation. So basically when you become a Christian, many times you hear like this, blessings and riches but really it's a life of suffering and persecution but these scriptures are there to just you know uplift you keep you encouraged and edify you, to let you know that when you're going through that God's going to stand and hold you up and stand you firm amen amen
0: okay so um going into that furthermore I want to talk about having the spiritual warfare so um you know when you newly become a Christian or just like sometimes in your faith even once you're you know you're a seasoned christian you still go through those troubles that you face um and it could be anything um that you struggle with before it's just i feel like it's 10 times heightened because um Mm -hmm. before i suffered with mental health and i still suffer with mental health with um anxiety um and kind of um depression as well so you have to know um that you're, you're still going to experience this. You're going to have better ways of coping with it, with, um, you know, through Christ Jesus and reading your scriptures and having people pray for you as well. And another thing, turning from the world, when you're going through spiritual warfare, you're probably kind of like in a kind of limbo like okay so how do i see myself now as being a new christian versus me still trying to be kind of like that lukewarm christian as well like you just don't know where you fit in into society as well so you're trying to play both fields and a lot of people struggle with that and they end up having you know they suffer from depression or anxiety like i said before or it could be anything Um, I just want to point you guys to Romans chapter five, verse three, and it states that, um, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for, we know that they help us develop endurance. So even through your struggles and stuff, just know that it's not just for, um, just because of it, it's always a reason for whatever you're going through. God has a plan for you and you just have to seek it through.
1: Amen. So true. Very good. Um, and continuing on, I just want to share with you all that Christians get tempted, but they resist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, like, a lot of times people think Christians don't go through temptation, or I don't know what
0: some people be thinking, but. Where some Christians don't lust or have envy or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Like, whatever God redeemed you from, some of them, you know, still going to battle that to the day they Mm -hmm. deceased. And they just would not succumb to it. They would not be overwhelmed and overpowered by it. They would continue to resist, right? Um, Luke chapter 17, verse 1. These are words of Jesus. It says, there will always be temptation to sin, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And he's saying this is always going to be present among us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It reads as the following, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Mm -hmm. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. So just like we said earlier, God is always gonna show you a way out when you've been tempted. It's not gonna be more than you can handle. It may feel like that at times, but you can overcome it. And I know a lot of times people think that, You know, Christians just don't be tempted. Yeah, they definitely get tempted, Mm -hmm. but they could trust God and they could overcome those temptations that fight and wage war against them and in this world. And so I want to read also James chapter four, um, verse seven real quick. And it says, so submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That is really the core piece right there. Just resist that devil. Yeah. Resist that temptation. You got to. You, you got to denounce
0: it. Even I had those thoughts earlier today. Like, it just, the, sometimes the enemy could put crazy stuff in your head, even stuff that you would never think of putting like into words and speaking out. Mm. And you just have to denounce it. You got to say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You got to keep saying it until you believe it, or just call on the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: You better call on that name. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah true enough
0: okay so um one of the next points i have is that life isn't gonna be easier. So kinda of like what Clarence was was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. life isn't gonna be easier just because you you know, you decided to give your life to Christ, you know? So it's that's still gonna be your journey, your walkthrough. So Christians, you still are going to face struggles and bad habits. Like we just said, you have to denounce them, okay? So it's not gonna be a walk in the park. You still have to not at all. You still gotta confront them. You gotta fight them head front for. Head facing and forth. And um just even your lackadaisical feelings, like you sometimes you might feel like you, you just don't want to read the Bible or mm. you just don't want to go out and go do ministry. Mm. You know, you have to push those to aside to get to the main your goal, which is to do what you know God tells you to do. Whatever God is speaking to you, you need to just be obedient. Even when your flesh is weakened or your flesh just doesn't want to do anything. And that could go for like cursing if you struggle with cursing you know try to work towards not even speaking or stop thinking about the words okay so that could just be anything come up with a substitute word you know just come up with other words or put fix your mind
1: until you overcome that right yeah
0: fix your mind on happy thoughts
1: right and i'm glad you said that because i used to like say words like heck or shoot Mm -hmm. or like freak and you know those are like substitutes for curse words but over time, I want to even de- fall back and de- deplete myself of saying those words because sometimes people in the world, they hear other stuff. Yeah. Because their minds. Especially
0: they, if they know you a Christian. They come like, real. Oh, you know, you, you said that or <laughs> you meant that. For so real.
1: Because they minds so polluted mm-hmm. and they feel it's, like. They're
0: waiting for you to be at fault.
1: Right. And so you, you having a clear conscience. It, it's, you have you have an, a pure mind. Mm-hmm. You don't see it like that. But mm-hmm. they're hearing things like that. You never said that. So, the best option, especially being a Christian around unbelievers, and the Bible says you should always be watchful how you are around unbelievers, you should definitely refrain from that once you overcome that. Mm-hmm. But that is a stepping stone, a starting place for you who do struggle with cursing yeah. and profane speech mm-hmm. and unwholesome speech. You should use substitute words that aren't yeah, degrading. Yeah, start with baby steps. what I had to do. Flee from that. Before work on I became
0: that. a Christian cursed like a sailor mm-hmm. and um yes, she did. for years like going down through my you know i'm a christian wall um i came to a point where i felt like um i didn't need to use that anymore or mm-hmm. like I, it wasn't a struggle for me and now i'm struggling with mom life and i hear myself coming out with slip words and i'm trying to slowly get myself back into being um obedient with how i choose to speak mm-hmm. so that's what i'm working towards
1: that's good mm-hmm. um Another thing for the reality of being a Christian is Christians value heavenly riches over earthly riches. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to repeat that again Christians <laughs> value heavenly riches over earthly riches. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 20 through 21, it says, Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal wherever your treasure is there the desires of your heart will also be so first timothy chapter six it also states a lot about money but i want to highlight some main things it says it says true wealth is a life of godliness and contentment Mm. like that is true wealth. that's beautiful yes and jesus jesus also tells us that it is not easy for a rich person to make it into the kingdom of heaven this doesn't mean Christians should despise or desire to be, you know, broke. Like this doesn't mean Christians should desire poverty. I love what Dave Ramsey said. He said, it's okay to have nice things, mm-hmm. but don't let nice things have you. Mm. Just like Matthew six twenty one literally basically states, it says, don't let your heart and life get all consumed in possessions or wealth. That's basically what Matthew chapter 6, verse 21 is telling us. Don't let your life get all consumed and your heart gets consumed in possessions or wealth. Just, you know, you can have those nice things, but don't let them have you. That's the right. key of it all. And like, we really, really hold to the heavenly riches that we look forward to, that prize, mm-hmm. and not the earthly things we see here.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say just like, Watch what your, your eyes are fixated on because the world, it can be very deceiving, especially if you're on social media, you going down your, str- your timeline, you see somebody um, just became a realtor and they're closing on all these deals or they just got a brand new Mercedes, Lexus, whatever it is, mm-hmm. or just seeing somebody get their hair done. You know, ladies, you know, you're like, oh, I need to get my hair done, but you know. It's okay to be content with how you are. You know, God loves you as you are. He looks into your heart, not your appearance. So I feel like we need to be more fixated on that instead of worrying about our finances all the time. Mm. God does say be a um, steward of your finances. But at the same time, don't be stressing or worrying about what so you don't have. Do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, and we, I, it's, it's I a tend fleshly to do that thing. a lot. Yeah.
1: I want to manage it a lot. But that's trying to take too much control over it. Like, do the best you can. Mm -hmm. be a good steward be mindful be watchful with your spending's going Mm -hmm. but do not stress yourself over Mm -mm. those fines because that will kill you because you can't definitely take them to the grave with you
0: no and that's what I have to remember at Mm -hmm. the end of the day when you look into death they can't take none of that stuff with them not at all so just remember that and keep your eyes fixated on that um, another point I want to talk about is having a mentor. Okay. So Proverbs uh, 29 verse 18, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild, mm. but whoever obeys the law is joyful. Mm. So I'm just saying, just seek guidance from somebody, especially if you're a new Christian, even when you, um, you know, you feel like you're a seasoned Christian and you just going through that season where you just don't know where to go to seek guidance. Have someone else who is wiser than you, who knows more about the Bible, who knows and experience more about God. Have them um, just speak life into you, okay? So lock yourself in with someone you you can seek guidance from spiritually.
1: Amen. Very well put. Amen to that. Um, I just wanted to state that Christians do go through uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of times people think like, Christians, oh, you know they' always just so sure of things or you know what, and sometimes Christians have expectations where they think they have to know everything and that's not the case. Uh, I want to read from Romans chapter 11 verse 33 and it and it says, "Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decision and his ways. Like, just think about that. God's knowledge and wisdom are so high. Mm -hmm. Like, Paul states, we can't even fathom and understand his ways. Like, that's just uncertainty in those areas. And Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 17 says, I realize that no one can discover everything God is doing under the sun. Not even the wisest people discover everything, no matter what they claim. So think about that. The Bible says no matter what they claim, people on the earth not even the wisest would be able to understand everything that goes down under the sun so Mm -hmm. you know the reality is christians you're going to go through uncertainty Mm -hmm. and everybody does and so that's nothing new and but when, when we go through this uncertainty we have to trust god like proverbs 3 5 says to and that's the core he will guide us and lead us to all understanding that we need and just trust in the Lord.
0: And I definitely will agree with that, of course, because it's from the Bible. But um, <laughs> leaning on that, that's where you need to jump into faith. you mm-hmm. got to have faith, okay? Without faith, your relationship with God will be rocky and it won't be an authentic one. You have to have faith in what he's doing for you and mm-hmm. what you are working towards with him. That's so true. So another point I want to talk about is um, reading the Bible, okay? Reading the Bible is so beneficial for you, especially when you're going through these rough times and when nobody really tells you, you know, all the, the reality of being a Christian. You will get so much, so many answers to your your questions and your troubles from the Bible. Pretty much everything that we are facing now that you think nobody going through Everything has already been done in that Bible. In the Bible, it talks about a lot of things that most people go to go through today. Excuse me. And I want to relate back to Romans 15 verse four. Mm -hmm. Such things are written in the scriptures long ago to teach us and the scriptures. Give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. So definitely any questions that you have, of course, seek guidance for someone else, but definitely go back to the Bible and just read it for yourself. Sometimes when you read the Bible over and over, you get those answers that you need and God will speak through you, speak to you through the scriptures. And it's not always going to be easy. Okay. That's why I say point back to the Bible. You have a lot of, um, uh, Christ followers who were imprisoned and beaten for everything that they had, um, everything that they were going through because of christ right Mm -hmm. so keeping you on the right path that definitely it will do the bible will keep you on the right path and just hearing that voice from god when you tend to i have experienced that when you you tend to read through the bible more often you'll get more clarity of what you think you need to hear from god
1: that is so true it'll speak right to your spirit Mm -hmm. in your present time and what you um, need to know and endure um Another thing is Christians don't just believe without action. Uh, I'm gonna read a few verses in, in the book of James. I'm gonna start at James chapter 2, verses 17 through 18. And it says, So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. And I know that verse so famous, but everybody know that verse in the Bible. But that is so true. Verse 18 says, Now some may argue, some people have faith, Others have good deeds. But Mm -hmm. I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Verse 21, I'm going to jump down and read through it uh, until 24. It says, don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say abraham believed god and god counted him as righteous because of his faith he was even called the friend of god so you see we are shown to be right with god by what we do not by faith alone Mm. and then i also wanted to just share a verse in the pretty much in the back of the bible but it coincides so well with this and just stated um stated it so clear and i hope this resonates and hit home for you it's first john chapter 3 verses 18 through 19 it says dear children let's not merely say that we love each other let us show the truth by our actions our actions will show that we belong to the truth so we will be confident when we stand before god
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that's good yeah that's the reality of christian they don't just believe without action. faith
0: without works is it's dead. dead so yeah Okay. Um, another point that I have is um, finding the right church for you. So no one really tells you when you first become a Christian, that's great if you get saved at a church that you already have been, um, you know, connecting with. But some sometimes, like myself, I got saved in my home church mm-hmm. and I was not really connected there yes I had a lot of uh, roots because I, I grew up there since I was a little girl but it wasn't for me as a young adult I needed that connection and I didn't receive that there so I would definitely say look for a church that caters to your age your group and things that you're into your ministries whatever it is look into a church that has those interests for you so you can have that accountability you can have that fellowship and um definitely just seek more of you know the kingdom. So uh furthermore with that, I want to look at math. I want you guys also to look at Matthew, Matthew 18, verse 20. For where two or three gather together, my followers, I am there among them. So fellowshipping talking about more of the church fellowshipping is always going to be, um, a big thing. So most people don't think that they might need it, but Mm -hmm. when you become newly saved, you're going to need that. You're going to need that foundation to help you keep going. Whenever you need somebody to vent to about your walk, you're just going to need that foundation. So I would definitely say, um, look for a church that you can connect with and to, um, get that fellowship going as well.
1: Amen. 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 Adapt. Um, Another thing is Christians or followers of the way value God's authority and are not puppets to the government.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. So I know a lot of people think that about Christians at times or even some Christians tell Christians to just, you know, oh, submit to the government, submit to the government. And, uh, we Because know this, of the law. Yeah. And things of that nature. And also because it's also mentioned in Scripture. I'm not telling you to rebel against government authority. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and don't get me wrong on that. Um, and I'm, I'm sure romans stated that very clear in many other parts of scripture but um, i want you to know that acts chapter 5 verse 29 it says but peter and the apostles reply, we must obey god rather than any human authority mm. and don't forget in exodus chapter 1 verse 17 the hebrew midwives refused to obey the king's order and mm-hmm. killing all the hebrew boys and i encourage all of you to please read that first chapter of exodus chapter one so you could get all that context and understand exactly what's going on there but basically he was telling them to do something that was wicked Mm -hmm. and they were not up for that the hebrew midwives like we're not going to kill all the egyptian boys and um i meant all the hebrew boys and things Mm -hmm. of that nature because we obey god and his authority just like peter told um the the human authority at that time period that we obey god rather than human authority so We got to understand that Christians aren't puppets, but discern from the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. all right? So Mm -hmm. we got to know that. And a lot of times that's what we've seen, especially with the vaccine going on. many Christians have this strong conviction that we're just not puppets of what the government say. We discern from the Holy Spirit. And many stand and have different things going on with that vaccine, their beliefs, and how they go about it because they're just following their their convictions.
0: Right, right? and just because... Um, The world tells you to do something or just because somebody who is in a higher place politically than you are tells you, okay, you need to do this. Doesn't mean that you just follow. You need to seek guidance from God. And that goes for anything, your boss, whoever is in, you know, in a higher position.
1: Amen. Because uh, the Constitution of America is not the Holy Scriptures. okay? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, at one point in time, slavery was legal in America. Was God pleased with that? Absolutely Mm -mm. not. You know what I'm saying, and just because America or any nation legalizes something, prostitution is legal in some countries. I think Germany is one of them. And God meant God is very well not pleased with these Definitely things.
0: Definitely not. And
1: so you see, what I'm saying, like, just because a government or a human authority or anything of that nature uh, permits it or mm-hmm. legalizes it, doesn't
0: mean it's right in God's eyes. By or gay marriage, mm, yeah, things see? of this nature. Yep. You got to
1: understand god authority trumps man's authority okay Mm -hmm. so at all times remember that another thing i want to share is meekness does not equal weakness okay i know a lot of times you know something some people think christians are weak because they are humble and gentle rather they are bold and loving in fact the scripture says the righteous are as bold as a lion um james chapter 4 verse 6 says god opposes opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble Verse 10 in that chapter says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. For those who have not caught on yet, humble is another word for being meek. Um, And that is a character of Christians. It's not being weak when you're meek. In fact, that takes much courage and strength. It's easy to go around being arrogant. It's easy to rely on our own strength. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly exactly what Satan was, prideful and arrogant and not meek. The Bible says Moses was the meekest man on, on the earth. And God loves meekness. He draws near. We just saw what verse 10 says. It says, Humble yourselves before the Lord and He will lift you up in honor. Okay. Oh, and I also want to share this verse. Um, it's one of my favorite verses when I was early on reading the Bible a lot. Um, I believe it was um, Matthew twelve fifteen. 15. I have to double check, but it says, Whoever exhausts himself shall be humble, but mm-hmm. whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. Yeah. And that's the way our Father works.
0: Mm-hmm. You need to be able to come to him, especially when you mess up. Amen. Hey, lay all of it on the floor. Whatever you need to do to be submissive, get on your knees and just cry out to him and let him know. what Whatever you're feeling on your heart that you may have done and you're not proud of, mm-hmm. lay it all on the line for him.
1: Amen. Um, forgiveness is a requirement of believers. Okay, um, this is the
0: hmm, a big one.
1: Yeah, this is the main thing I want to share about the reality of being a Christian. It's forgiveness, forgiveness is a requirement for believers. Okay, this is a requirement. Um, Matthew chapter six verse fourteen through fifteen says, "If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you." But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. That's a scary place to be sure in. Sure
0: enough is. Because mm. if you still holding a grudge against somebody, I feel sorry for you. Especially if you call yourself, um, you know, a Christian.
1: Right. In Colossians 3.13, it says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times Christians... You know, or just people in general may think, oh, you know, I don't have to forgive or I don't have to do that. When God says, if you don't forgive others, I'm not forgiving your sins.
0: Yep, so just and think back. When yeah,
1: you're... I used to harbor a lot of feelings against my father and stuff. And mm-hmm. I read that verse. It scared me same, right there in my skin. Same. It's just like, Lord, I got to get right.
0: Same. Had yeah. issues with my mom as well. I had to learn, like, it's not it's not about her. It's about you and God. Mm-hmm. If you can forgive them, how if you can't forgive them, how is God going to forgive you? Right. So he's, it's not. it doesn't even equate to that. So you have to let go of whatever you are going through. You have to let that go. Whatever you're going through or whatever you went through, it doesn't matter how bad it is. You still have to forgive them. Not saying just forgive them and just let it go. No, because some people still face traumas and everything like that. So just forgive them and mm-hmm. ask God to help you with that forgiveness. And you need to um, just let it go. Because right. it, it carries a lot of hurt and burden.
1: Right. and When you forgive, that doesn't mean you're ignorant what they've done. Mm-hmm. You, you know, can
0: always remember.
1: Right. Learn from it. Mm-hmm. Move wisely. Mm-hmm. Discern. Yep. Pray on it. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you guidance and wisdom in the situation that occurs again or what to do next. Yeah. You know, But you need to forgive. It's not just for that individual. It's for your well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many scriptures I can give on forgiveness, but we'll be here all because the whole bible talks about yes and um i just want you to know man many think it's optional but no this is the nature of a true follower of jesus christ Mm -hmm. um uh, if i could share a bonus thing another bonus thing i would share is like um christians they don't think they're perfect and what i mean by this is they would never be perfect in the eyes of the world we would never be perfect in to, according to the world standards. In Christ's eyes, we are perfect. We are made perfect in His image. Matthew five forty eight says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And so when you are a Christian, that doesn't mean that you won't make mistakes. That doesn't mean that you won't struggle. That doesn't mean that you won't be tempted anymore. But you are perfect. And what that means to me, you are holy, you are pure, you are righteous in God's eyes, mm-hmm. and you live according to that standard, not the world. So don't let nobody yeah. tell you no different.
0: God's perfect and the world's perfect are, are two, two different, different words. things. They're two different meanings. I'm telling you. Just, you know, that standard that we have for the world and how we should be and, you know, no faults, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sum it up. Perfection in a world no faults. God says, "I see faults, but are you are you picking up your cross? Are you mm. getting back up? You mm. know, are you being meek? Are you are you submitting to me?"
1: Amen. Um, and the reason why we're perfect is because Christ will perfect the work in you. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit you have to rely on will him. produce a good work in you, and He perfects all of us. So, yeah, uh, I hope y'all are blessed by this. Yes. The reason we give scriptures is because our words may fade away, but the Word of God is eternal, and we hope it takes root in your heart. Like, we pray that these scriptures, so much that we give y'all, and we know it's a lot, but just study them, go back, Mm -hmm. meditate on them, pray on them. These scriptures take root in your heart. They're eternal. We could share so many things with you, but nothing's better than that Word of God, and that's what we hope that you all will cherish and use as your guide for eternity. Um, but yeah, blessings on you all. And until the next time, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast.
0: If you have anything that you took from this podcast, please comment or reach out to us through our Instagram at the way ministry underscore.
1: May God bless you as you follow the way.